بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وألحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد الحمد لله with the fadl and grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us tawfiq to complete the second night of Salatul Taraweeh the recitation of Surah Al-Baqarah was completed and the preceding surah which is recited in every raka'ah Surah Al-Fatiha which is the opening chapter and the summary of the entire Quran as the Mufassirin have explained so Surah Al-Baqarah comes after Al-Fatiha the opening chapter in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights the behavior and the mannerisms of the Yahud and Nasara, how constantly when they were instructed by the Anbiya alayhim salam to carry out certain tasks, they would rebel and they would disobey and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with them. There were many verses which are recited and we generally try to keep this part of the program quite short and just give a summary of a few of the verses which were recited. Uh, in tonight's recitation, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs the mu'mineen that fasting has been prescribed upon them the way it was prescribed upon the nations before them. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that they may adopt consciousness and taqwa. In fasting, the believer is instructed to leave food and drink. Food and drink upon which the survival of this human being depends. In fact, the survival of the human race depends on consumption of what Allah has provided, the risk that Allah has provided. And we are instructed to stay away from intimate relations with our spouses during the daytime, which is the primary cause that Allah has made for the survival of insan and humanity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us to stay away from those things upon which our survival depends. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to stay away from that upon which our survival depends. To teach us this lesson, that if you are able to stay away from that upon which your survival depends, then why is it difficult to stay away from a haram relationship? Why is it difficult to stay away from something which Allah has prohibited? Why is it difficult? You, have, you are staying away from something upon which your survival depends. You, you, you might die if you continue fasting without consuming anything. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed us, so we do it. And the lesson in it is for us to realize that it is possible for us to leave the mistakes and the weaknesses that we find ourselves in. Respected brothers and sisters in Islam, coming into the month of Ramadan, we are not expected to be pure before we come into the month of Ramadan. Yes, we are encouraged to do preparation as the pious scholars have encouraged. Imam al-Ghazali, rahimahullah, many of the scholars tell us how the pious of the, pre- previous, uh, the previous generations would would prepare for Ramadan even six months before Ramadan. But the average weak person like you and I, we are not expected to be pure like the day of Eid before the month of Ramadan. What is expected and what we should understand is to come into this month broken before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know we have nothing. What we're reciting in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is flawed, it's got weaknesses. Our salah before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is weak. Our fasting is defective. We might have had so many mistakes during the fast of today. We thought something wrong. We uttered something wrong. We disrespected somebody, our parents, a family member, somebody senior who Sharia has instructed us to respect. 
So we come with all that baggage of brokenness. It is not for us to lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we come with that broken state to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we come to the masjid, when we come and stand in Salatul Taraweeh, this is to burn that weaknesses within us. The month of Ramadan is called Ramadan because when the Arabs named their months, the month of Ramadan was end of the year. Ramadan is that hot sand of the desert which, upon which you cannot even place your feet. So the month of Ramadan is to burn those weaknesses we find within us. So as we enter into the month of Ramadan, let us not feel that, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling so spiritually uplifted, and I, I know I've got so many sins, I'm doing this wrong and that wrong. We should be aware of that. But do not let that make us lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from a person, that constantly we realize our weakness and we repent and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. What is the dua? That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha That if you recite this on the Laylatul, on Laylatul Qadr It will be the most beneficial dua Allahumma innaka afuwan tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni Oh Allah, you are the most forgiving And you love to forgive, so forgive me So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us That we come with this brokenness That we come with this weak state Not a person who feels that my, I've, I've reached the heights of piety and the heights of purity and condescending towards each and every person on the face of this earth and between the heavens and the earth, this one is a kafir and this one is a fasid and this one is deviated. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us humility. Man Allah. That person who humbles himself before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate that person. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives honor, then nobody can, can degrade and humiliate. So Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ And this is a few days that we have been instructed to fast. We should, like as we mentioned yesterday, try to set a timetable for us. Time will pass by very swiftly. Let us set a timetable for our tilawa, recitation of Qur'an, of salawat and salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, in between the raka'at of taraweeh, the, the pauses that we have after every four rakats, we can recite Durood Sharif and Salawat as well. Any dua which we wish to make amongst the duas is salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And another important thing, respected brothers, is we should exert ourselves to do more amal and not find excuses to decrease. Not try to justify shortening and lessening the ibadah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as established by the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, who is amongst the greatest of the Sahaba, was to perform 20 rakats of Salatul Taraweeh. Nowadays we find we want concessions in everything. So, without qualification we say, but I heard that you can make eight. But when you're giving your wife talab, then you come ask the Mawlana and you ask the Imam. Then you don't take your own opinion. But I thought, okay, it was like that. Then you come ask, what's the fatwa? That, and in fact, those are the verses recited uh, in tonight's uh, taraweeh, the utterance of talaq. The point here, respected brothers, is we shouldn't look for loopholes in deen, especially as the month of Ramadan. It's one month. It's going to pass by very quickly. Let us exert ourselves day and night as much as we can, inshallah. The sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu should be paramount and in front of us. And this is what will make the day of Eid worthy of celebration. When a person spends the month of Ramadan exerting him or herself, they can enjoy the day of Eid because it is the right to do so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored this month of Ramadan with the revelation of the Qur'an, which means the Qur'an and Ramadan have a strong bond and link. It is therefore necessary upon us to take our time at the Qur'an on a daily basis, especially in the month of Ramadan. 
that we're starting from the month of Ramadan throughout our lives to recite of the Quran every day. And if we are unable to recite, then make the intention. Let's make the intention that I'm unable to recite. I only know Surah Fatiha and a few surahs. Let me make this Ramadan the starting point. Let me go to somebody quietly so that I'm not embarrassed. Go to somebody quietly. Go to an imam. Go to a hafiz in your family, in your community. And help me recite Surah Al-Fatiha correctly. Start with those short surahs and make the niyyah of the whole Quran. Make the niyyah of the whole Quran. Many times the scholars say we deprive ourselves not because we make wrong intentions, but because we don't make any intention. So if a person makes the intention that I'm starting now in Ramadan, I'm starting with Al-Fatiha, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falak, and I'm learning the short surahs, but my niyyah is to learn the entire Quran. If you die in the process, on the day of Qiyamah, you will be raised as a hafiz of the Quran, inshaAllah. So let us have high hopes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and strong intentions that we use this month of Ramadan to propel us so that we have a life and, and, and the coming year of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which he revealed upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Whoever attaches themselves to the Quran become the greatest of their time. If we look, the greatest of the malaika is Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam. He brought the Quran al-Kareem to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the greatest of the Anbiya alayhim is Sayyidina Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The greatest of the nations and the followers of the Anbiya alayhim is are those who took the Quran from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi says, Khayrukum, the best amongst you, man ta'allama al-Quran wa allamahu, are the ones who learn and teach the Quran. The greatest of months is a month in which the Quran was revealed. The greatest of nights is the night of Laylatul Qadr in which the, night of the Quran has been revealed. Let us make this Quran a part of our life. If we attach ourselves to the Qur'an and the teachings of the Qur'an as, as it was explained by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and those who followed in his footsteps, the luminaries of the legacy of the scholars of Islam like Abu Hanifa, Malik, Shafi'i and Ahmad, if we understand the message of the Qur'an in their explanation, inshaAllah, it will be a, a guide for us in this world as well as in the Akhirah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Abu Dharr radiallahu an when he asked for advice, he said, Ya Rasulullah, awsini, give me advice. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Alayka bi taqwa Allah. Adopt taqwa and consciousness, which is the main ingredient of Ramadan. Then he said, Zidni Ya Rasulullah, give me some more advice, O Nabi of Allah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Alayka bi tilawatil Qur'an. Take time to recite the Qur'an. فَإِنَّهُ نُورٌ لَكَ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَذُخْرٌ لَكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ It will be a means of nur and illumination for you in this world, and it will be an investment for you in the Akhirah. And how, how does it become an investment? Even the malaika start identifying you. Abu Dharr radiallahu an passed by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was talking to, to Sayyidina Jibreel alayhi salam who was in the form of a sahabi, Dihya al-Kalbi. So Abu Dharr thought that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in some private matter and he didn't greet. Jibreel alayhi salam tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam هذا Abu Dharr يمرو بنا. Here's Abu Dharr passing by. So... Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Abu Dhar? Do you know Abu Dhar? So Jibreel alayhi salam said, Huwa ashharu fi samai minhu fi al-ard. He is more famous in the heavens than he is on the earth. Because he practiced on this advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, making the recitation of the Qur'an part of your daily routine, even if it be one page, even if it be a few verses, but make the niyyah insha'Allah. Every day we will not let a day pass of our life without recitation of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all tawfiq. We'll conclude with what Rasulullah encouraged us to recite abundantly in the month of Ramadan, which is shahada, istighfar, asking for Jannah, 
and seeking protection from the fire of Jahannam. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah, nastaghfirullah, nas'aluka al-jannata wa na'udhu bika min al-nar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah, nastaghfirullah, nas'aluka al-jannata wa na'udhu bika min al-nar. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله نستغفر الله نسألك الجنة ونعوذ بك من النار الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم تب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله رب العالمين